people don't just get lucky and have a seven figure business. I can promise you that you need so many different skill sets, so many different lessons often learned the hard way. You need to embody a seven figure entrepreneur before you can reach or hold that level of success. So I promise you if someone is at that level, it is hard earned. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, welcome back to Make Bank. I'm Marie and I am so glad that you're here. This episode is the third part of the CEO lifestyle series. It is completing the trilogy and I could not talk about CEO lifestyle and all of the abundance and money and fun and impact and all the things that are great about what I do and what it is to have a successful online business without talking about this. And this topic is something that came to me and became really important for me to talk about at length because I was just recognizing that a lot of what I have been sharing over the past few months is that things are like coming together for me in a way that hasn't happened before. Like I am achieving a lot of big milestones kind of all at once. I'm up leveling a lot of different areas of my life at once. And it just feels like everything is kind of paying off in a very big way right now. And so kind of objectively looking at like the content that I'm sharing and the wins that I'm celebrating and stuff, I think that there has been some missing context. And I have, to be fair, been talking about this on Instagram, in my stories, on my feed. But of course, social media is quite limited in like how deep the conversation can be. So I've hit this topic from a bunch of different angles in small ways. But that's why I love the podcast so much is that you can really encapsulate and go deep into a topic or a concept or an idea and kind of have a well-rounded perspective by the end. Granted, I could continue riffing off of this forever, but I'm able to more fully express myself. And the podcast is for people who like to go deep and have what almost feels like a conversation. Like I know that you can't reply to me, (laughs) but I feel like we're able to really have nuance and have context and I can say it all without a 2200 character limit or a tiny attention span that is social media. And so one thing that has prompted me wanting to talk about this is the fact that if somebody were to come into my audience today, they would see the dream wedding that looks like it could have come out of a movie. They would see the new house with the pool and the new furniture coming in and the cute dogs and like the hot husband and the big closet and like all that stuff, the luxury trips, the fancy dinners, blah, blah, blah. They would see that stuff or they would see my like relatively fit in shape nice body. If I do say so myself, (laughs) they would see a lot of like aspirational 
flashy, if you will, bougie, if you will, things that I'm very excited about. I'm very proud of. I love celebrating, but they would be missing the bigger context and the journey of what it took to get here. And I think it's really easy to see someone, and I know this because I did this back in the day, to see someone who has the things that you want or has quote unquote cool things and assume that they must have gotten lucky or that they are an overnight success. And I list those specific things because I know for a fact that people have thought that about me before, like for a fact. So I know that obviously I can't control everyone's narrative. And I have a rule that I don't explain myself to people who are committed to misunderstanding me. That's not what this is. This is a conversation about context and the journey and grit and work ethic, because that is what it takes to get what you want. And I think it's a disservice to you and anyone with big goals for people who are reaching said goals to not talk about what it took, to not talk about the not so sexy parts of the journey, to not talk about the effort and intention and setbacks and struggles and all the hard things that came along and were just non-negotiable part of the process in getting what you want. And I know it's easier to be like, oh, she's just lucky or must be nice for her. Like that's easy to say. That's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to write yourself off. It's easy for you to tell yourself, yeah, but like it's not going to happen to me because blah, 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 blah. But I talk about the things that I'm doing. I talk about the money that I make. I talk about the house that I bought, share the dream wedding, all the things as a reminder of what's possible. And I know also for a fact that sometimes that triggers people. And I'm honestly okay with that because I've had people say, you know what, I left because you triggered me or I didn't hire you at first because you triggered me. And then I realized it was because what you were talking about, what you were showing about your life felt unrealistic for me at first. And it made me have to face my limiting beliefs or made me have to face my self-doubts or why I was playing small. And so I recognize that when I do talk about money or when I do share my house or my wedding or fancy dinners or whatever it is, and it doesn't have to be material things. It can be laying by the pool at 2 p.m. It could be the time freedom. It could be the four-day work week. It could be whatever we've already talked about in this series. It could be any of those things, but I understand that stretching your perspective of what's possible for you can be triggering and uncomfortable. But I think when you have the bigger context of what it took to get here, it makes sense that I am here because of the work that I've had to put in, because of the things that I've had to overcome, and because of who I've had to become in the process, it makes sense. And so I'm pulling back the curtain and telling you more about my secret to success, if you will. And it's not sexy. It's not a hack. It's not an overnight process, but it is absolutely essential. And I want to preface this by saying I have never been the most gifted or talented person at really 
anything. (laughs) Maybe marketing is probably my thing. And like content creation is my thing that comes most naturally to me. But for example, volleyball, like I've never been the most natural born athlete, but I decided I loved volleyball and I set my mind that I wanted to play volleyball in college. I recognized that I was five, four and a half, not the most naturally athletic person. And so I busted my absolute ass all through middle school and high school. I would stay late after practice. I would do private lessons with my coaches. I would go to summer clinics when everyone else took it as an off season. I would literally go to these clinics and practice one skill, just setting for six plus hours a day. And my feet would be bleeding by the end of the day. And then I would wake up and do it again for three more days. Like I would literally practice until my feet bled and then keep going or until I had like tendonitis in my wrist. And then I would tape my wrist and go back. And that is such a clear, perfect example of how I've always pushed myself for the things that I wanted. Sometimes to my detriment, sometimes to my detriment, I will say, for example, when I was really into bodybuilding and I was doing bikini competitions, I was going to win at all costs. And I, not at all costs, like I didn't do any PEDs or anything, but like I pushed myself so hard that my hormones really struggled to recover and I isolated myself and I just did whatever it took to reach my goals. And I sure did. I won a bikini overall. I competed at nationals. I placed, I did all these things that were really impressive, even though, again, I wasn't the most naturally gifted person in that department. I just worked my ass off and refused to accept no as an answer that I couldn't get what I wanted. So as much as it's unpopular to say this in today's era of ease and flow and abundance and everything should be easy. The secret to success isn't sexy, but it's work ethic. It is truly work ethic and grit and refusing to quit. That is the secret. And of course, you're going to get where you want to go so much faster with strategy and support and mentorship and all of those things, of course, but like grit, work ethic, tenacity, Those are the prerequisites to success as an entrepreneur. I would argue for anything, like achieving anything extraordinary, those are the prerequisites. And without those things first, you never really get the chance to then unlock the ease, the flow, the abundance, making money in your sleep, blah, blah, blah. Because as you've heard in this series now, I do have a four-day work week. I do take luxury vacations. I was out of office 12 days for my wedding. And my business still ran. I am a horse girl. I was on the road like a quarter of last year competing at horse shows for funsies. I definitely don't get paid to do that. And all of that stuff is possible because I put in the work up front. And I think the conversation of ease and flow and abundance, blah, 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 is valuable for sure. But I feel like the pendulum has kind of swung too far in that direction. Like when I was first entering the entrepreneurship scene and really getting into the thought leaders of the day and podcasts and books and all that stuff, it was very masculine. It was very go, go, go. It was very much 5 a.m. morning routine, sleep when you're dead, (laughs) work your face off, blah, 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 blah. 
that was very much the vibe when I first entered the scene. Now I feel like we're in an overcorrection phase of the industry where it is like, if it's not easy, you're doing it wrong. And I think there needs to be a happy medium. And so this is really about normalizing the fact that it is not supposed to be easy to do something extraordinary. Like that just does not make sense. And sometimes it's going to look easy on the outside. Sometimes it's going to feel easy in certain seasons, but it's not always going to feel easy. It's not always going to look easy. And sometimes you feel like you're doing it all wrong and it's not going to work. And then one day it does. And so I just think it's not serving you that people aren't kind of asterisking the conversation around ease and flow. They're like, you have to hustle and grind to unlock the ease and flow. And I also don't really buy into the myth of overnight success of like, oh, this person blew up. All the all of a sudden, this person came on the scene and they're just rocketing to the top because if you actually take time to dig into people's success stories, like if you actually study people who are ahead of you and if you actually study the authentic, real stories of people who seemingly came out of nowhere, you're going to find that even if it wasn't like in the exact industry or in the exact role that they're doing now, they have been practicing for where they are now for years and years and years. For example, me, I have been in the industry, the online personal development industry, if you will, for over a decade. Like I have been practicing creating content, giving value, building community, selling things on the internet for 10 plus years. Like I was in high school when I started building my online audience. And it was about like six months later where I started selling my first thing on the internet, which was clean eating recipe eBooks. And I sold those for $7 and no one told me how to put them together. No one told me how to collect people's money. No one told me how to deliver the PDFs. No one told me anything about how to do it. I just figured it out. And that's that just like grit and perseverance and refusing to take no for an answer that really got me started. And so I challenge you, if you ever are slipping into that mindset of like, oh, they got lucky or they were just in the right place at the right time or must be nice. I challenge you to dig deeper and actually try to figure out what their story is. Like, what is their background? What prepared them for this opportunity, because I super believe in the saying that luck is when opportunity meets preparation or however order (laughs) that goes in. But people don't just get lucky and have a seven-figure business. I can promise you that you need so many different skill sets, so many different lessons often learned the hard way. You need to embody a seven-figure entrepreneur before you can reach or hold that level of success. So I promise you, if someone is at that level, it is hard-earned. And that requires, again, that level of tenacity. Like I have had so many things that would have justified me burning my business down. To name a few, there are a lot. But like if I had to narrow it down to five or six, to name a few, when I launched my first course, which was called Foundations of Phallos, if you know, you know, I expected 200 plus people to buy it based on the projections that someone helped me with. And I got three sales. I got three sales when my expectation was 200. 
But that was my first invitation and me being forced really to really learn and understand marketing. Or I could have burned everything down when people judged the shit out of me, both on and offline. That has happened a lot of times, including like the very early days when I was still in high school. And this has taught me to always, always have my own back. I've had former clients like rip me off and do really shady shit. That was a healthy reminder to always have an attorney in your corner and be very selective about who you work with. I launched my first version of a business mastermind several years ago and got zero enrollments. The first time I ever ran my mastermind. Now I've had dozens and dozens of people go through Online Coach Empire and it wasn't called Online Coach Empire at that point, but that was a very valuable lesson in offer positioning and warming up your audience because I just freaking like threw it up out in the world and everyone was like, what is this? We don't get it. (laughs) And rightfully so, because I didn't do the foundational things to sell that offer. This isn't a singular moment, but like I've had so many pieces of content just flop repeatedly over and over again, over the years, like I have posted thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of content. I have well over 6,000 Instagram posts from over the years. So of course I've had epic flops and that just like, you have to keep going. You have to keep testing and tweaking and being patient. I have gotten so burned out and sick years ago that I could barely get off the couch. And that's the thing that really forced me to prioritize balance the way that I do now. And so I have seen some shit. And anyone that has been in this game long enough to do anything noteworthy has seen some shit. And I swear entrepreneurship is really a game of who is going to bounce back, be resilient, and refuse to take no for an answer. And all the things that I just shared all sucked. And like, it wasn't cute, but it happened and it made me better. So like, listen, I'm in a season where a lot of things are coming together for me and just I know I I can see how that would look to someone who is brand new to my audience. I have the new gorgeous house, I have the dream wedding, I have the amazing clients, horse girl life luxury trips, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I know that it's easy to think I'm just lucky or going to that again like must be nice mode, but trust when I say that getting to this season of life has been hard earned over years and years and years. I know I'm young. I'm only 28, but I have been in this game, been in the online industry for 10 of those years, and I have seen some shit in my life. I have overcome extreme rare disease, autoimmune, burnout, personal stuff that I've probably never talked about, being bullied, body image stuff, disordered eating, all this shit. Like I have been a fighter since day freaking one. And that is absolutely true in my business as well. And I can also acknowledge that there's a 100% chance I'll have hard shit to deal with in the future too. Like that is showbiz, baby. (laughs) That is entrepreneurship. That is life. That is being a human. But I can tell you that I'm so glad that I didn't give up when things have gotten hard. And something that I always, always, always know and something that always helps me get through is that no matter what, I know that I have my own back. I know that I can figure out anything. I'm a hell of a problem solver and I'll just keep going. Like I 
just keep going. I refuse to quit. And that is the true secret sauce that everyone is looking for. It's the grit. It's the, it's the determination. It's betting on yourself, no matter the odds. So if you're in a hard season right now, or if you're questioning, if you're cut out for this, or if you feel like, wow, it looks easier for everyone else, please know that you can do this. If it looks easier for someone else, it's either because they have put in the reps and the practice and they have failed more times than you and gotten back up, or they're just not showing the whole picture. They're only showing you the highlight reel. And it's probably both. And so that really is the secret sauce. Like that is the secret to success. It's work ethic. It's grit. It's hanging in there when times get tough. And of course, I would not be here without the mentorship that I've invested in, the family and friends that have my back, the privileges that I've been afforded, the opportunities, the doors that have been opened for me, the people that have pulled up a seat at the table. Like, of course, there have been opportunities and things that have helped me along the way, as well as the investments I've made into strategy and support. I have the most amazing team, a mentor I've been with for over four years, things like that. And I haven't done it alone so that I don't want this to sound like, oh my God, I'm just like the best and like nothing can phase me because that's absolutely not true. But I will say I get it done and I figure it out and I put myself in a position to succeed by getting in the room and getting the right people in my corner. So if you're currently feeling discouraged or stagnant or frustrated or have self-doubt or just don't know what the heck you should be doing to get to that next level, get in the room with people who are doing the thing. Get in a container with a mentor. Get a better support system of people who genuinely have your back and also practice betting on yourself practice having your own back, practice problem solving, because I did not just start by trusting myself to make seven figures this year. Like that, that was not my starting point. You start trusting yourself to get shit done and follow through and hit goals starting smaller, right? So start by keeping the promises you make to yourself about legit, like walking your dog or doing your morning routine or posting the content that you said you were going to post or doing whatever the scary thing is that you've been struggling to follow through with, you build trust and confidence and that mindset of like, whatever it is, I can figure it out by gradually stretching your capacity for that discomfort, gradually stretching your vision for what's possible and truly taking it like one freaking challenge at a time. There have been times in my business where I'm literally taking it hour by hour, (laughs) minute by minute, day by day, and that gets you through. I think there also is definitely another conversation about the art of balancing hustle and flow and the art of knowing when to push, when to pull, how to find that balance between work and play, all of that stuff. I think that is another conversation. So if you want more of that, let me know. You can send me a DM on Instagram, comment on my recent post, because I have had to learn by trial and error how to really manage stress, manage burnout, know when to honor what seasons in business. But I really wanted to keep this episode more on the short and sweet side. This entire series was supposed to be short and sweet. And then I think the money episode ended up being like 45 minutes long. 
But the response to the money episode has been unfreaking real. So shout out to everyone who has been reflecting that back to me and sharing the love. Like I so appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in to this series. If working together is something that's on your 2023 vision board, I do have spots available in most of my programs, whether you're just starting out or you have sites set on multiple six or seven figures. So I will put the links to my programs in the episode description, and I will see you over on the gram. I'm at Marie E. Wold over there, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend, share the love if it's resonating with you, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.